When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, it's Darren Millard. Now, Darren Millard has got a great story. He's a Sportsnet original, going from Brandon, Manitoba, and all points in between, and then gets an opportunity to join the broadcast team and host for the Vegas Golden Knights. Brand new franchise in the NHL. It only took him a few years, and then they won a Stanley Cup. And guess what? He gets a Stanley Cup ring. He gets to hoist the cup. I mean, come on. But he also has a great podcast called The Chirp. He does broadcasts for the Olympics. He's even done curling. I mean, come on. So there's lots to talk about. He's an old friend, but we just met this year. What's that equation? Anyways, it's Darren Millard. Today, Do Did Will, the Story People podcast. Darren Millard, what's shaking, man? Welcome to the show. Is that real brick behind you? I'd like to say... Looks really cool. Brick by brick. Yeah. But uh that would That's be the a podcast right there. Brick that would brick. that would be a fib, as they call it. A fib growing up. Um no, this is a very uh expensive uh Amazon wall. Looks really cool. <laughs> that ships in a day in a box. <laughs> in a box. And it's not very in a box. Heavy. Yeah, it's all right. I, I don't mind it. It's okay. It's uh and uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that uh it's fun to have and and uh just it's kind of gives a little whatever. I'm, I'm in a basement. I got to dress it up a little bit, you know. So For sure. At least you have good. basements. We don't have basements in Vegas. No, you do not. It's you, too hard. If you have a basement in Vegas, that means you're super rich that you've been able to dig into the desert. Yeah, yeah the caliche the caliche you just stole. go out there's 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 le- there's yeah. miles and miles and miles of things so you just go out and they keep going out and up and closer yeah. to the mountains and to where or not really mountains where you are they're mountains here we call them yeah. mountains but they're not really mountains where you are they're like hills where you are in vancouver where i've got yeah. all the mountains around you have yeah. all the mountains those are real I, mountains we have like little hills ish it's okay. I've been up them. I've been up in the Charleston uh, in the in February when it's snowing and my mind was blown. Yeah, but chains uh, today required to go to Mount Charleston. Chains. Yep, we got some snow. How about that? Up well, there. I was thinking about coming down in February for uh, for nights and leafs. So uh, maybe it'll hold off just a little bit for that time frame and we can get up there. But uh, my guest today, Darren Millard, friend. Uh, been a few years. Uh, we just finally met in person this yeah, year. I know it's crazy. For the first time, but you know, it's been a handful of uh, years since the beginning of this pod. You've been here since the beginning, and uh, and we've all we've had some changes and a few things since that time. So um, I've been dying to talk to you. I was really excited to uh, finally meet you at uh, the Knights game in Vegas a couple of months ago, and uh, here we are. Congra- and uh, and and welcome to the show. I really appreciate you coming on, Dude Did Will, and making the time, buddy. 
So. I loved uh, just hanging out at the hockey game the other mm-hmm. night because you just came over and uh, we just had we were hanging out on our set which overlooks the rink and yeah. we were just basically just watching a hockey game together which was the coolest thing so i was able to still work our producer was there with us and we were just watching a hockey game while we were catching up which is the most canadian thing to do in that it really is it's a total it was a total pro move too because like there was some action going on and and uh, I'm sure this happens to you every single day, but being able to be involved in the action, still hold a conversation, it was great. So, and but we had a lot that we had a lot and and have a lot to catch up on as far as you know when we actually get a chance to sit down for a meal in Vegas and, and yeah. hang out. Um, but uh, in the process, you've uh, you 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 were just in Seattle for the for the uh, Winter Classic yesterday. Um, there's a, a whole a whole bunch of stuff you've been up to. So. I'll tell you what, let me get this thing going properly and uh, tell everybody, Darren Millard, what do you do, man? Uh, I I do a lot. Uh, I do a lot of different things uh, through the course of my activity. And w- there was about uh, a point like seven years ago where I said, I am never, ever turning down any type of opportunity to do something cool and fun. So I've, I've kept that promise to myself. I kind of burn it uh, on, on both ends, which you are very aware of during uh, your line of work. But, uh, but right now my main job is television host of the Vegas Golden Knights. So pregame show, intermissions, uh, postgame show. I also do a two-hour radio show uh, on our flagship station, uh, daily radio show uh, here in Vegas uh, that I can do out of our TV studio. So it it takes us right up to, the, I, I take off a radio headset and I, I put on my TV microphone and it's good. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I do a podcast called The Chirp, uh, which has been around for six, seven years. Uh, and that's that's sort of my personal pride and joy that uh, that I do purely for me uh, and uh, partner with the National Hockey League with that about four or five years ago, uh, which is a big thrill to uh, to start something on your own and then uh, expand on it and have a partner like uh, like the NHL and that shield, which we all Absolutely. know that shield, which is a lingo on its own. Uh, you can't use the shield. You can use the shield. There's the shield uh, on the screen, the National Hockey League crest uh, to be to be partnered with that, which allows me all kinds of cool conversations. And that keeps me in touch with the league a little bit uh, in uh, outside of the, just the, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, world. And then I do... Olympic Games every couple of years uh, when my schedule permits it uh, through the Olympic Broadcasting Service and uh, covered uh, various sports uh, in Tokyo and I'm going to Paris and hopefully in Italy uh, in two years and uh, keep my keep my hands uh, in, in a little bit of everything. I may see you in Paris. I'm going to be over there. So really? we'll see. It's going to be kind of a gong show. And yeah. I, I, um, I've spent most of my time in Europe with you know, my real job. And, uh, we're all gearing up for the disruption of the summer, you know, games, but, yeah. uh, Paris is a wonderful place to be in the summertime. So you're going to love it. Well, Parisians get out of the city. I I've been to Paris a few times cause my brother-in-law lives there and uh, it's fun. He tells us exactly when to, to show up and yeah. when it's a little bit slower, the Olympics will be different. And I will, I will do exactly what I did uh, at the other games. Uh, I've covered a bunch uh, through Sportsnet, and then I was with the Olympic Broadcast Service in Tokyo. And uh, primarily, you don't get to see anything. You're just on a bus going to the venue. Then you come back from the venue and you sleep. And uh, so it's it's the really the worst avenue to ever experience a city because you don't get to experience the city. Well, and the funny thing is, is that if you know Vegas 
makes it to the Stanley Cup final again or deep yes. in the playoffs. That's going to take that's gonna, you're going to hit the goalpost. Yeah, it's going gonna from be one to the next. It's going to yeah. be nuts. I will not be a very popular in my house. Listen, you said something earlier about saying yes, right? Yes. And I'm a big proponent. I put an episode out a little while ago. I'm a massive proponent of saying yes. I, I, I'm a firm believer that when you say yes, you get answers. Whether they be positive or negative, you got to take them, uh, to those opportunities, and say yes to every single one of them. And sometimes they're going to work and sometimes they're going to not, but you're going to get answers. And it's going to afford you traveling around. Maybe the family will be able to come, whatever it's going to be. But but I think all the yeses so far have uh I mean, at least in since I've known you, um, have worked out pretty well. So, um, congrats on on those moves. Um, now, as far as balancing uh, this opportunity that came to you, uh, and yes. this we'll get into this on the on the sort of how did you get from Brandon Manitoba to Vegas, but but leaving Sportsnet after being an original. Uh, was that the opportunity that was presented that moved you there? Or did you just have to, did you just kind of take a break and then this kind of opportunity came to you or was it yeah, presented it, and then you moved? It's, it sort of happened at the same time, but it didn't happen at the same time. And I'll explain that. Uh, when Vegas came into the league, uh, I was still at Sportsnet and there was an expansion draft that was held in conjunction with the NHL awards in Vegas. And I got to co-host the expansion draft where we announced all the players that the Vegas Golden Knights had selected from the, all the other teams with, with Catherine Tappen. So they did the NHL awards on one side and then we would, they would pop over to us for a couple of minutes. So we had this great stage and I got to meet uh, the the few people that were part of the organization at that point. They had a coaching staff. They had met general manager, assistant general manager. Uh, they're uh, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee are still here uh, right now. There's my uh, Shih Tzu uh, tracking down the uh, the intruders into the house. But uh, we, we did. Um, so I was on the ground floor then, but I was still working at Sportsnet. And then the, and we talked about potentially because I knew so many people involved with the Vegas Golden Knights, we talked about potentially me leaving Sportsnet and going working for Vegas, but I still was under contract and it just didn't make sense at that point. Then there was some cutting at Sportsnet and uh, a bunch of us originals were uh, mm. casualties of that. And I had a year where I didn't uh, work and it was, it was, crazy stressful but in in retrospect and i promised myself at the time i'd never say it was a really good thing but it was a really good thing mm -hmm. and i got to sort out some opportunities and vegas resurfaced and uh because i wasn't still with sportsnet it was a perfect uh marriage at the time and i've been here uh for going on five years uh five and a half years uh with the vegas golden knights which is I've never worked for a team before, and it is the coolest experience going from network television to where every game is its own, and you walk out of the studio, and you don't care who won or lost because you're going to do the next game in three nights right. or the next week, to now having skin in the game and being part of it. Uh, it's 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 a real big thrill and very different. Um, I remember listening, to, you know, in Toronto, and we, we grew up through Joe Bowen and all those yeah. guys coming through there, and there's always that thing of – well, you can't be too biased. You still have to kind of call the game. But he was always like, go for yeah. it. So that must have been, did you come into that going, okay, am I doing the Joe Bowen or do I still have to balance it out and play the middle guy here? That's what a great I question. And, and nobody's ever asked me that, but I did think about it. So uh, you're, you're 
instincts are, are correct about uh, that being a challenge. And yeah, I didn't know how much to play the home team card, yeah. how much to uh, look at it objectively, which I'm used to uh, in my entire career. I never had uh, going other than working at the Brandon Wheat Kings, I uh, never had a home team. So it, uh, it was really uh, interesting to sit down and try to talk myself through it. Now, uh, our slant, our focus is very much VGK, but if they do something wrong or uh, there is a, a couple of performances that aren't up to par, you got to acknowledge them. But yeah. it certainly is. Uh, we probably focus more on the VGK as a team and the athletes uh, more so than we do the other team. Uh, but uh, as far as analyzing the game, I think it's pretty similar to what I did at Sportsnet. And that then, makes sense. And then amazing things happen like this, which is uh, for everyone watching at home, is a picture of Mr. Ballard holding the Stanley Cup over his head, which is a, an incredible feeling. You're the second Stanley Cup uh, uh person that I know that's actually been a part of a team that's won one. My neighbors won one with the St. Louis Blues and and it's uh it was really, really cool. And um, you know, to to see that. So this is an interesting thing for me because the fact you're holding it over your head is a very interesting because there isn't there is a rule about that, there I is. believe, in, in yeah. the NHL. So you have to get permission from the fellas, right? Is this how this yeah. works? Yeah. You either have to win it, uh have been a winner, or you have to get uh approval from uh, the keeper of the Stanley Cup or the keepers of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little loose the week after you win a Stanley Cup. Like right. Team employees uh, are allowed to or will be uh, afforded the opportunity to lift it over their heads, uh, which I am. Uh, and uh, the keepers of the Cup are uh, all in favor and, and, and uh, allow us to do that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, I've, I've been around the Stanley Cup. I've been to Afghanistan with the Stanley Cup. I've been around the Stanley Cup. I watched it presented on the ice uh, with Sportsnet for 10 or 12 times and uh, have always watched it uh, with that neutrality of I can't uh, hoist it or there's the rules with it uh, on that night that on June 13th uh, when the Vegas Golden Knights won it uh, I was part of the club and uh, I took Amazing. it from Mark Stone was leaving the ice and was the right and I kind of was watching him as I was doing some of my duties uh, with VGK and I said to, to Mark uh, get can I have it for a second? And uh, he was the captain, gave it to me. It was a Manitoban to Manitoban, which is kind of cool in, as, as I look at it, uh, yeah. uh, how the, things work. And he, he gave it to me, and I was able to hold it. And uh, and Chris Costillas, uh, 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 my buddy who drives the Zamboni uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, happened to be there to snap the pictures. I hadn't even thought of that part, uh, but he snapped the pictures. And it's something that uh, I look at every day. It's on my wall uh, just outside my office. Yeah. And seeing those pictures that you just put up uh, makes makes me smile. I, I never thought I would get to do that. Right? Yeah, I it's never funny. thought I would get it's, to do It's that. incredible to me because we as Canadian kids – um, and not every Canadian kid, but definitely anyone yeah. born between 1955 and 1995, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now it's split off into soccer and, and other things, but but there was definitely a, it's all about the Stanley Cup and and yeah. and uh, and I've found it very interesting that you sometimes practice with them as a as a practice goalie. Yeah, yeah. Did I, did I yeah. hear this? So I my brain was racing about 
this would have been really entertaining because I was going to ask you if you always bring your gear to the rink and the off chance that they got to call you in. But on the flip side to that, if calling the Stanley Cup like this, imagine this story, calling the Stanley Cup, both goalies go down. They've got nobody else and you're up in the booth with your gear and you got to come into game three or four or something. Cause so, uh, yeah. And then just like, like an e-bug, like an e-bug. And I don't, yeah. I'm, I imagine you have to have a certain amount of games to actually get your name and, and scripted on it. But, yeah. but, uh, wouldn't that be, that wouldn't that have been something when I, when I learned that you practice with them a bit and you, and you take some shots and stuff, I'm like, uh, that's, you must, is your gear on standby? Is it like I, ready to go in the off chance? Uh, we do everything out of the practice rink. Uh, the only time that uh, the Golden Knights are at the big rink is to play games. They don't do morning skates. They don't do it yeah. other than team picture day, one day of the year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, everything's at the practice rink. And I will admit my gear stays at the practice rink just in case somebody doesn't want to practice that day, which is sure. usually how I get in there, or uh, they're going to give somebody a day off. Uh, or there's a rehab, but uh, players who are injured, who are coming back from injury, uh, they'll, they'll ask for a goaltender to be out there. And I fully volunteer myself. I, I talk to the coaches all the time. Hey, do you need somebody? Because I, I love that workout. Uh, and I love getting to know the guys on, on that level. So, uh, yes, my gear is always at the practice rink. I never want to miss a skate because I didn't have my gear there. So it's, it's, what, what's your practice uh, goals against average and save percentage? It's not great. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly McCrimmon, uh, our general manager is another uh, prairie guy. Uh, he's always joking about uh, my age and like, I don't want you to get hurt out there. That's always the thing. We can't afford to get you hurt because we've got the television thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say, Kelly, I don't get hit a lot. So, the chances of me getting hurt are are knocked down compared to the to the normal goaltender in in that regard. But it is a thrill, yeah. and I, I do get to know some of the guys in, on a much deeper level. Zach Whitecloud jokes that he'd like to see a lot less of me because he's been banged up uh, last couple of years. So <laughs> he's now to the point where he doesn't want to see me as much. But uh, the other guys are, are great, and the team practices are fun because I I do chirp the heck out of everybody. And there's a running commentary out there, so uh, those those are a lot of fun. The guys are used to it now. Well, you got a podcast called Chirp. It's only exactly it came. It, you know I come saying? by it honestly. It can't, it just it's 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 your it's your superhero profile. So I wanted uh, to call that podcast Pigeon Talk because in in hockey, calling somebody a pigeon that's a yeah. slang for you idiot uh, in in right. hockey talk. And I wanted to call it Pigeon Talk. And uh, a, a good friend of ours uh, talked me into saying no, call it the Chirp. And he did up the artwork, and and it became perfect. So uh, you don't always know exactly the the right path and it's good to take advice from others brand manitoba to mm. Sportsnet to vegas let's talk about that uh darren how did you do it i was an average hockey player in brand i love the game uh and but not a great student and played a little bit of uh, junior hockey when i was uh, leaving high school or in high school and wasn't very good at that. And all my friends were going to university. And uh, I had developed this habit of doing announcing in the rink, not play-by-play -play announcing, but the goal scored by number 12, Brett Donnelly, uh, uh, that kind of thing. And so uh, I, I kind of had a passion for that and started helping out a little bit on some broadcasts and thought, oh, I might as well go to radio. And uh, our 
radio person in Brandon, uh, Rick Dillabo uh, is, was his name. He was the We Kings play-by-play guy. And we had a family connection there. So I sat down with him and he encouraged me. And I went to broadcasting school in Saskatoon and uh, interned at a couple of places like Melfort and Porters the Prairie and uh, got a job in Brandon working with uh, Darren Drager and mm. doing Wheat Kings. And uh, that was, I also did farm reports, Brent. I did uh, wheat prices. I did news, a lot of news, which I think was an amazing training background for uh, sports where you don't know what's coming. You got to be uncomfortable with talking about things that maybe you're not as interested in uh that kind of uh uh line um i did swap and shops i did all kinds of funeral announcements in yorkton i did those you don't want to screw up a funeral announcement no. that's pressure because no. people are all listening and you do not especially in yorkton where there's uh, uh the the uh, a lot of ukrainian names and uh, that uh took me a lot of uh, pressure to get uh, those down so i i had a lot of like a wide-ranging uh background of uh uh experiences city council and uh but primarily focused on on hockey and uh worked in in radio and brandon before i got a job at uh at global television and then ccand in winnipeg the um everyone i've talked to a few broadcasters this season uh joe, joe tilly had joe tilly on a couple weeks oh, ago nice. which was awesome um, yeah you know he, he i'm a toronto guy so that was great and um everyone has these amazing stories of like going up to Dawson or going up to Tuck 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 and yeah. calling the fishing report. Well, everyone has to kind of you know get their way around. Um, but there was, I think, probably was it late eighties when that when Sports Page or whatever the the breakthrough yeah. came with Jim Taddy and the t- kind of those guys had come through, and that's. TSN, there was sort of this whole thing all at once. That's what I went and to Winnipeg for. I did Sportsline in Winnipeg with Gene Principe. There we go. Gene's still out yeah. there doing it too. Like, yeah. And so a lot of the old school kind of people that came through that process to me are all, you know, the pioneers of this. Uh, and you guys would have pioneers before you, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying for th- this rise of sports television and this rise of like sports talk and sports, it, it just, it just, blew up and went nuts and and it just seemed that they grabbed all the top talent you know i talked to jody vance like everyone just Mm kind of came came and got this opportunity with sportsnet which really um it was awesome to see and see all of you still doing so well you know it was amazing when sportsnet was starting uh i had two job offers uh i had one from tsn and one from sportsnet and uh the TSN job proposal we'd been talking came two days after Sportsnet made an official offer uh, mm-hmm. with uh, their uh, president at the time. And I, I accepted that. And I had to, like, nobody turned down, like, T- who's going to turn down TSN? And yeah. I was like, well, they, they were first. They were, I know it was only by a matter of a couple of days. And they were, they couldn't believe that I turned them down. They, they just could not uh, rationalize why you would go with a startup start that hasn't even been on the air yet uh, over over TSN. And I was going to be with Darren Detition and we were going to do this Darren Darren thing. And um, and I always think that that's, I mean, who knows what how it turns out uh, from there. Uh, but that was, uh, that was one of the crazy decisions at the time. And uh, trying to do, I was at a family reunion and 
middle of Alberta at the time and trying to solve this uh, this dilemma. But uh, I, had, I had two uh, job offers. And then TSN came back to me about three months later after we were already on the air. I made another job offer. Mm-hmm. And Bell ended up purchasing uh, uh, TSN at the time. So we were both owned by the same company. So it shut down any any movement. Uh, otherwise, I uh, probably wouldn't have been at sports. It's interesting to me that um, TSN, because everyone's is doing like no one leaves like we because we get no accustomed to to everybody. So um, that is and and for you certainly Lee, like I mean you've been there so long and we touched on it a little bit earlier about moving to Vegas, but you know this moment of, of Whoa, where they, look at where, that guy where they announce your movement and, and uh, that you're leaving. And, and so this has to come to like this very tough moment for you when you, but it's also probably surreal. It's kind of like you're constantly in a, in a dream state. Now you go from doing the news and doing the crop reports and doing the thing. And, and then it's a startup and the startups doing well. And then there's this opportunity. Um, So that is that decision to leave Sportsnet to Vegas um, do you, did you see the writing on the wall as far as like, Hey, they're probably no. going to make some changes soon, or I'm going to just go ahead and take another flyer here and do it. My contract was up. So I was meeting with my boss to the same person that hired me the 20 years ago. Oh, so a uh, good relationship. We met, uh, it was a place in PI cause I was out there for the summer and I thought it was for a contract extension. And he told me that, uh, that they had some difficult decisions to make. And I was, uh, on a string of financial, uh, which is good in a way like you, I was doing well financially, but it also made me um, a casualty. So uh, I was, I was blindsided. I, I will, I will fully admit I didn't see it coming and I was shocked and I was devastated and I had no idea where I was going to go next. And I was angry at times and uh, thank goodness uh, my, my family and my wife was, was so supportive, but I was, I had no clue. And, uh, but, you had lean on your relationships that you've you've worked on over the years and and that's it it took a full winter because when it happened it was in the summer so everybody's got their their teams in place for broadcasting for the winter and mm-hmm. hockey was my uh, my specialty and still is so i had to wait a full calendar year so it was probably halfway through the winter where things started percolating with with vegas and and started hitting uh, hitting a, a certain amount of pace is that is that discussion at home? And I'm sure I, I don't know how many other offers you got. Obviously, it's a it's a change, but is that discussion at home like this is an opportunity? What do you think? And it's like yeah. there's some reluctance, or it's like let's pack up, let's go, let's take, let's do this. Yeah, well, my wife is from Hamilton and worked for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, coming up. So the Southern Ontario was what she knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have a place on PEI that uh, that we use uh, that we go to in the summer. But the Southern Ontario is our home. So the idea of taking our children, who are grade nine and grade six at the time, uh, to or grade eight and grade five at the time. Uh, Taking them to Vegas, like that's you know you know Vegas, absolutely and the out out outer parts, and it's not what everybody sees. But you're talking to your your wife about moving to Las Vegas. That's that's a discussion. 
that uh, that you have to go through. And she was a absolute uh, great supporter of it. And let's make it. We called it the Great Millard Adventure. Uh, we'll we'll give it a shot. And we'll see how it goes. And now she's like loves it more than I do. And I couldn't love it anymore. And our kids love it. And yeah. the Las Vegas community outside of the Strip is the biggest small town in the world and there's everything that you would want in it and it's uh it's an absolute uh hidden gem if you could be on the sphere and, and the strip and all that kind of stuff i it's, rarely it's, it's do amazing. the strip when i'm there i love vegas and most yeah. of the people that i know there and we have mutual friends with fitz and frank sidoris and yeah. all the yeah. and todd kearns all these guys um i got friends in you know uh summerlin like it's it's just everyone who lives there loves it Love now it. i know a yeah. handful of people that have moved away they're you know the not necessarily but the heat but the dry and there's some there's a bit of the four season missing thing and as a canadian at first we we probably dream of the heat but i would imagine it eventually it, it runs its course Summer, summers are a little uncomfortable yeah. I, I will give it that a yeah. little uncomfortable but I, I absolutely, I, I, I rarely do the strip when I'm there. I'll do a little poke around, but I'm, I'm like, you know, I'll come out and say hi to you. I'll go out and, and see Fitz. I'll go out and see some people. And it's just a, a really great experience for me uh, because I just know a lot of people there and I love going there. And it's, it's always a different experience for me because I get the, I'm going to go watch a, you know, my buddy Sean's little kid play hockey. Yeah. You know, up in the way. And then he was a really good goalie or I'll, you know, I'll go check out a cover band somewhere that, you know, the guys are going to watch. So, so I just get like a bit of a different tour of it. So it's, it's fun for me. It's two always. different cities. It it's, really it's is. It's the strip. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. uh, I call it uh, Scottsdale with, with the strip. Like the, gotcha. the rest of it is like Arizona where you just have all this uh, amazing outdoors uh, opportunities and you're in the desert and you can do biking and hiking and running and uh, swimming and, and, and everything where you can go to the strip and see Gaga or mm -hmm. go to the sphere or Luke Bryan or whoever. It's, it's quite so. It also could be a real pain in the ass to host every day. And in your particular case, most of the people that I know there are hosting three days a week. Like there's yeah. just always somebody in town, somebody yes. always coming by. In your particular case, when you're at, at a home homestand, you're at the rink three days a week, plus, plus, plus. So kudos on you to balance that because I, uh, I'm i not sure I could pull it off because, I mean, I could pull it off from a standpoint of like there'd be people in town I would know, but my family would be over there. Alone. Yes. <laughs> so it would be a little bit of a little bit of a tough balance. All right. So there's a lot of Winnipeggers there. Yeah. Uh, but all uh, or, or or Manitobans there. Um, what is it about these because I know a lot of successful people from Manitoba. A lot of people that are doing great from Manitoba. Um, and um is it just so cold and you got to get out and you you got dreams, you got dreams to like move and, you know, you just work as hard as possible to make those dreams happen, which takes yeah. you to a far off land. What is it about Manitoba? Because almost everyone I know from Manitoba is, is, you know, doing amazing things. Well, I, I think you, you hit it on the head when you said you work hard. I, I think there's part of the, the, the pride We're we're a very uh, proud uh culture and community and we we love our home home province but we're not afraid to really get 
into it and and dive right in and take chances and and try to make you yourself as as great as possible and whether that's a hockey player whether that's a coach whether that's a a broadcaster uh whether it's uh a, an, an accountant um uh, i know a, a buddy down here who's who's uh, one of the great uh, accountants uh, in, in in vegas like we just we're we strive for great things and um, there's no ego, very little ego or entitlement uh, with Manitobans, which automatically uh, makes us uh, be uh, embraced by, by others. And I think that that, that part goes a long way along with the, with the talent the, the, you need to be good at what you do, but the, the lack of, of ego or entitlement uh, from a Manitoban is really what we're all about. Listen, pal, you can't have an ego when you're uh, sharing a blanket around the ice fishing hut. No, you, you, you can't. <laughs> I, 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 by the way, I don't ice fish. I never got ice fishing. I don't get it. I will. But I know a it. lot of people that I, do. I, I know, and, I, and my brother does it all the time. I'm like, I, I will. That was the one thing I will never do. I'll, but I'll, it'll, it'll bring community together. Yeah. Yes. Totally. The, they were out there the other day and just outside of Brandon ice fishing without even a shack. They were just out. They put it, they, <laughs> put a hole in the, in the ice and they were down there. I'm like, are you guys nuts? Well, the sun's out. Yeah, it was out. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, now outside of, you know, this wonderful picture of you holding the Stanley cup up in this particular journey of yours, uh, what is your favorite sports moment than that either you've called or been a part of? I, I'd imagine it's going to be extremely tough to top, you know, actually hoisting the Stanley cup and doing it. But um, leading into that and, and looking back on it now, is there a favorite sports moment for you where you're just like, I can't even believe that this happened to me? Yeah. The, uh, one of the first times I ever went to a Hall of Fame induction and uh, got to host that, uh, Joe Sackick went into the Hall of Fame. And uh, that was a really big thrill uh, for me. Uh, being in Kandahar in, in Afghanistan twice uh, on uh, NHL alumni trips. Uh, I know it wasn't a, a, an official sporting event. Uh, we were there to support the troops. Uh, that was an opportunity that uh, that I will never, ever um, uh, not look back on with great pride and appreciation for what our soldiers... And my twin brother was was posted in Kandahar uh, the first time I went. So that, I mean, nobody ever gets to visit their sibling in a, you know, in a war zone. And I appreciate everything that, uh, that our troops and the, uh, coalition troops, uh, were able to do. Uh, I also, uh, the, the Olympic games in 2002, uh, when Canada won its first gold medal in 50 years, uh, I was there, uh, cover, I wasn't a rights holder, but we were there working the games for Sportsnet. being in the building for that, uh, is, is one of the great highlights. And I also covered curling and did play-by-play -play for curling uh, when I was at Sportsnet and loved, loved the curling and did Manitoba championships and Manitoba and curling. It's, uh, that's as mm -hmm. big as it gets. Uh, so there's, uh, there was pressure on me to accomplish that. And that was, that was one of those moments where I kind of figured I might have a shot of doing something more when they thought of me capable enough to call curling uh, in Manitoba which is the, the, the pinnacle. So uh, those, those would be uh, great, uh, great memories. Vancouver, uh, uh, I did the bronze medal game. I didn't do the gold medal game when Canada beat the United States, but I did the bronze medal game when Finland won the uh, bronze mm -hmm. medal and seeing uh, those players so happy. Uh, that was uh, one that, that resonated with me uh, as well. And different, 
I did Tokyo during COVID uh, for the Olympic Broadcasting Service and did water polo and beach volleyball. Now, I never thought I'd do water polo and beach volleyball, but I, I was doing something new at uh, almost 50 years old and trying something new. And that that was kind of a neat thing, too. All because you said yes. Oh, because you said yes, yes. And I've got I have pictures on my walls here of uh, Joe Carter and uh, yeah. Patrick Waugh and the the Olympic, uh, our Olympic broadcasting team in 2010. I uh, was there. I made a lot of friends. Uh, Patrick Sharp getting a Stanley Cup. Like I just, I, 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 I just totally appreciate my kids with uh, with Patrick Kane with Chicago. Uh, uh, one of the coolest things I did uh, when I was at Sportsnet and our national rights, sorry to uh, blab on, but uh, uh, so we good. were, Chicago and Anaheim were in like two or three overtimes one night and we were doing the, the panel and we were in Hockey Night in Canada and that, which was a thrill. Uh, and Darren Pang and I were lying down in the studio floor, just lounging around watching on the big screen TV. And you kind of look back at it and go, was that really real? Was that, was that actually happening on hockey night in Canada? And we're just chilling out be- while the period's going on, uh, waiting to, to do our thing. And I guess it's possible for you to still be a fan. Like for me, oh, yeah. uh, running concerts, uh, I'm, I'm still a, fan. I'm a massive fan of music, listen to music all the time. It's on every single day, but I go into a concert now when I'm watching it and I go, Oh, I wonder how many riggers they used. Oh, I wonder, you know, the doors are late. I wonder what's happening. Like I, my brain yeah. goes into that mode. Um, hockey and sports in general work at such a fast pace that, um, you know, like, like hockey players or are fans of football, of football. And you forget sometimes when they talk about, you know, their favorite teams. Um, is anything lost on you now with this position because you've got a different perspective on it a, a little bit as far as how the day-to-day works um, or uh, can you still enjoy it fully as a fan? I, I think I'm more of a fan now because mm-hmm. I work so closely with our athletes and our coaches and our management that I know I'm exposed to everything that they do. The majority of it I can't use or say, but I know what's happening uh, behind the scenes and I'm uh, more uh, just blown away by the sacrifices and the hours that that they put in, uh, whether it's uh, a coach uh, dissecting and coming up with game plan and, and being there on days where everybody else thinks the team's off for two days or players rehabbing or uh, players uh, travel. Uh, and, and I traveled all of last year and being uh, just put in a position where you're getting home late and then they're on the ice at 10 o'clock and I'm trying to get out of bed by nine 30. <laughs> uh, I, I, and so I'm appreciative of that. So I'm more of a fan. And, and now, now a lot of them, you know, uh, I know more than I ever would uh, when I was a, a national network. So you root for them. Uh, and I think I'm more of a fan that way. And I still get to turn on the TV and follow the other 31 teams and enjoy what they do. And, and so I think it's, it's really increased my level of fandom as opposed to water it down or been more overwhelming. I would imagine that that would play a bit of havoc with you though. When you, when your buddies gets traded away. So that's yeah. just, a, that's just a bit of a thing. I would think we've had that happen a couple of yeah. times and uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Like I've had friends in the league, good friends in the league and follow them around, but never had to like say goodbye to them or, or yeah. shake their hands, say, say good luck. So yeah, that's uh that, that's a different uh, element of it entirely. 
Uh, before I let you go, um, lots going on. Obviously, we discussed um, all the things that you're doing uh, with the radio show and um, just being on, being that face that everyone can count on and trust every single every single show. You've got the podcast. Um, so what what's the plan here? Do you have a plan uh, to do something bigger? Are you working towards something? What will you do next? I, I've always wanted to have one more experience doing national television. And I don't know whether that's going to happen, quite honestly. Uh, I've kicked tires. We've talked to a few people. Uh, it's it's a little uh, streamlined down here. The ESPN doesn't isn't hiring. Uh, we, we know what the, what they're going through a lot, like what Sportsnet went through a few years ago, uh, in cord cutting and and trying to have costs. Uh, so they're not they're not really adding right now. And TNT's got their their stable, and they took a, a lot of the same people from NBC, uh, Sportsnet. So there's there's not a lot of opportunities there but i would love to do network television one more time whether it's half a season whether it's uh, filling in or whether it's uh, a full-blown opportunity uh, that that would be cool just to just to do that uh, one more time if it doesn't i'm totally fine with it because i have the best job in the world our broadcast crew has an amazing relationship they're the best teammates uh, i've ever had uh and that's not taking away from sports because kipper and doug and john shannon and that whole group uh we're still great friends but uh but our broadcast crew is so tight from play-by-play guys uh, dave gosher and shane Knighty and uh, uh ashley vice and darren elliott and gary Lawless. We, we we all get along uh, amazingly well so uh if nothing else happens on the national stage uh, i'm totally fine uh, and uh, appreciative of what I've been able to do and I don't treat my job any less than I, I would if it was uh, uh, national. It's it's the same thing for me. And I, I still do the Olympics uh, every two years uh, when that uh, that opens up the opportunity. So uh, that's, uh, that's also keep, sort of keeps me in the loop for big opportunities. You touched on the chirp and, and the NHL, yeah. the NHL logo, and and having access to uh, the players and, and different executives and people from that space. That helps, obviously, with the NHL logo. Oh yeah. So, I guess the the possibilities are endless with the chirp. And do you foresee that still, like being a major part of you moving forward, or is it sort of like it fits in your life? It fits. Uh, it fits. It has to life. fit. Yeah it, yeah. it it has to fit. You know, if I wind things down, I would probably do more of it. I would actually like to do a, if if I was going to do it to do it, I would like to to put up multiple episodes a week. I can't mm-hmm. uh yeah. with with our schedule and and what we have going on, but I would love to do multiple episodes a week if I could really really dial that in, but it it really does fit in with everything else it's it's a jigsaw but when i look go, go into week i know i'm doing a chirp episode uh, tomorrow morning i'm doing a chirp episode uh and then i've got a game tomorrow night and then i'm doing radio uh in between all of that and uh, uh another game on on saturday and the nhl uh network uh has a couple of hits like it's it's a it's a moving puzzle every week so i i unfortunately can't do any more than i than i already do with it but it's it is my personal passion yeah that 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 is the one thing i do for me i started that to interview friends and to have conversation not interview conversations with friends i i like to term it a little bit more uh like this and uh that's that's uh 
it, it, it exposes me. I did talk to Sean Walker from the Philadelphia Flyers a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't know Sean at all. And I couldn't be a bigger Sean Walker fan now. Mm-hmm. Defenseman who uh, just is a wonderful human being and a cool personality. And that's, that's why I love doing it. I did Zach Whitecloud a couple of weeks ago yeah. for uh, the Chirp leading into the winter classic. Now Zach's from Brandon. I'm from Brandon ended up being 45 minutes of talking about rinks in Western Manitoba, which was one of the most enjoyable conversations. My dad loved it. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure my wife was like, that's a little too inside baseball, but it was something that, that I could do for me. But that's what this is. This I do this yeah. for me. I do this to learn about people. That's yeah. it. There's yeah. no like, you know, I'm a schmuck in a basement in a, in a, in Vancouver. With I'm a just saying like what a great fake, brick wall but i and a dog but i but i just i do it to learn about people and hopefully people stop by and they go i didn't know that about darren or i didn't know that about this person or or this and it just gives them a little insight into your space while i'm traveling around the world uh learning about other people's spaces and sharing a bit so it's wonderful and i really appreciate you making the time man because you're a busy guy um i said you were just here yesterday in in seattle and then flying and then and and so and we had to reschedule a little bit and i appreciate you making the time and coming back i'll give you i'll um, give you two things uh as as uh we wrap it up uh one uh don't let rocky starts bother you if you're looking at something uh the first time i was ever on the air as post broadcasting college i was interning in melford and i did a the guy that i was living with for the two months i moved in that afternoon my dad dropped me off in melford and he said i'm going to do a, a, a sjhl saskatchewan junior hockey league game in nippon uh flin flon and nippon were playing uh the nippon hawks and he said do you want to come and do color he knew he was a hockey player i said sure so the first thing i ever said because there was no pregame show or anything. First yeah. thing I ever said was, so and so got the f out of the corner, and and I stopped. I said the wrong word instead of puck, and that was the first thing I ever said uh, way back when on the air. And my play-by-play guy Bob Krawcheck uh, was under the floor laughing, and I said <laughs> I said puck about forty-two times after that. So uh, that was my uh, debut in broadcasting. We've come along, and uh, I've, I haven't done this before, but. Uh, uh, I went up uh, before we got on the air okay. and uh, uh, as we logged in and uh, thought I'd bring on the the ring that uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights gave all the broadcasters. Uh, and uh, we were very lucky to get uh, what they call a, a tier one ring. It's the same as the players. And that is uh, what a that is it. Yeah, it's what? a little big and it's awesome. I can't what wait for my dad beaut. to put it on. Do you actually, and, and, and what a beaut. And I mean, I, I guess it's kind of an interesting one because like, do you, you don't necessarily want to wear it out, but there's also no. a little bit of like, I got this thing, but I, congratulations on that because, you know, going from Brandon, Manitoba and all those journeys yeah. Yeah. to this spot as a Canadian kid, uh, you're not on the ice. You're kind of on the ice. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking shots, uh, but. Um, Building confidence. That's what to be able it. to, to be able to you know, hoist that and get the ring. It's, it's a, uh, it's an interesting reward that you got on your finger there. Cause it, yeah. it's kind of a reward for that journey that you've taken to get you to that space. And it's almost like there's the, there's the new, the new end. That's the new beginning yeah. is starting from there. Exactly. And going up. So congrats. I can't Darren. wait for my the, dad in Brandon really awesome. Manitoba to put this on at some point. You haven't taken it there yet. No, that uh, we, we, the, the broadcasters just got it before Christmas. So this Amazing. is like brand, brand new. Uh, that will be uh, during the all-star break is my plan to, to get up there. 
Wonderful, man. It's I'm really happy for your journey. I'm really happy for I just what like getting you, to hang out with you, you. What you accomplished. I can't wait till we can actually do a food down there. I'm going to come down there hopefully in February on my birthday and, and check out a game and maybe we can eat some food and, and uh, just catch up because it's been a few years and we're finally together here on a pod. So I appreciate it. So thanks, buddy. This has been awesome. That's Darren Millard. This is Do Did Will, the story of people podcast for another week. Uh, come back next week, friends. There's more people that have stories about what they do, how they did it, and what will they do do next what's the plan so thanks darren see y'all next week it is your favorite girl that's right it's the ali mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me i am the host of welcome to mars a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table i have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.